Who knows more about music than us? The device is a black podcast playing all genres with a sprinkle pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you're not from DC, you probably don't know what size you And it's from Yosha. Woo. Boiling. Not you hearing me open up my seltzer. Frank <laughs> <Great> doll. <laughs> Speaking of, oh my God, dry August is almost over. Well, it'll be over once this episode is out, but I did pretty good. You I was did. not completely good, but I was pretty good. You did. I didn't drink all weekend. I was in DC with y'all. I mean, it's easy for you to not go. Is it? It seemed like it. You don't ever be like, oh, let's go to the bar. Like, No, but see, that's the thing. When you be fasting, at least for me, I feel like if I choose to fast something, I usually don't be like craving it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you, because it's like I have the option, but when you don't got the option of one, for some reason, you start craving it. And I mean, on Saturday, I was in like 50 Lum bars with um, friends of the cast, Dakari. They have a sip, just drinking water. And I had a pineapple juice at one spot. Love that. Then I know you went down to the dew drop. I did not drop nothing in my cup. Mm-hmm. When I went to brunch with um with Malik, friends of the cast, did not drink. Like, I did good in D.C. this weekend because I was around liquor the whole time. Yeah, you were. You were out and about, like, more than I've you. never been outside that much in D.C. That'd be your fault because I'd be wanting to go out. Lies from the pit of hell. Because y'all be like, what's the given? You be like, oh, I don't know. That's not true, but we don't have to do it on the show. So when I did my fast, I did it for like three months and I'm vain. So I only did it for body reasons and nothing happened body wise. So I'm drinking. (laughs) Seriously, my homegirls are doing dry September just because they feel like they did too much this weekend. I think Dre going to do it with them and I'm not obliging because I already only drink on the weekends anyway, unless there's like an event or a reason for me to be outside and drinking. Right. I don't sit in the house and like, like I don't keep wine in my house. I don't. Right. Same. We are not keep alcohol in the house, children. Yeah. Like I'll have a, a bar for when people come over, but I'm not about to make me a tequila soda and just sit down and watch my stories. <laughs> That's not my set at this juncture in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we basically just told people on the cast. So me and my co-workers at the Black Museum I used to work at, we all decided to fast for Black August. Black August is like basically Kwanzaa before a whole month that like um, real Afrocentric Black people celebrate. So you're supposed to be like fast and stuff, doing a lot of like community work, yada, yada, yada. So we all like fasted something. So, you know, shout out to me. Muse did make me take a shot though, y'all. When? Um, when we recorded DJ episode. Oh, I forgot that was this month. Damn. Time be flying. <laughs> I was like, when were we even together for me to do that? But that makes sense. Hmm. An enabler. Hmm. I mean, not no. <laughs> well, work. But Stephanie was in town. We got to watch the VMAs together, or partially, because it wasn't really interesting enough to care about the whole thing anyway. Yeah, I was sweating down at a, at a party most of the time. <laughs> and apparently around fine old heads. 
Listen, everybody there. Well, 93% fine. We could do that. That's a good ratio. It's still an A. See? Shout out to um, DJ Gina Marie. Shout out to DJ Miss Her. Y'all went off, ladies. As soon as I walked in, daughter was playing Take This Ring. So I knew it was where I needed to be. Even oh. though when I first walked up, it was even dry. Like everybody was sitting there at the table just talking. But then I heard Take This Ring. And I was like, yeah, we not leaving Jermaine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, we not leaving Jermaine. Sorry. Love Jermaine. Not leaving. That's funny. It was worth it though. They went off. And then they played Virgo's group and I lost it. Nobody knew the song with me. So I cleared the dance floor oh and pour it out. Y'all, Stephanie does this thing where even if you're not with her, she will recap in real time the event and the happenings around her via text, <laughs> group chat, pigeon, and playing. And at one point in the night, she just yelled, Virgo is grooving. <laughs> it was. I was like, girl, if you don't just get over here and watch these damn BMAs, I'm not there. Why are you telling me about this? Because <laughs> sometimes I be gagging when the DJs be good. I just be shook. Like, because I was sending the dolls mixes and everything. Like, I was on little voice notes. The music was good. Shout out to everybody at um, Fun Fest, wherever that party was called, at the Do Drop In. We'll drop back in. Her and Evan, friend to the show, was side by side at the Hiatus Coyote fucking concert, texting full updates in the group chat as if they were together. I'm like, why are y'all not just talking to each other? <laughs> we wanted you to know, Joel. We didn't want you to feel left out. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't include you ever again. I went the next night and I didn't text y'all. Well, I mean, we already had the experience, so we didn't need it. Even though, oh my God, I'm so mad. In the fit of fury, I deleted all my hiatus coyote footage. So you need to make a, um give me the content so we can make a real. <laughs> a fit of fury is killing me because what made you mad? Because I was trying to record um, my choreo going off to the new tank in pole last week, and my phone wasn't letting me record. Oh my God. And I had a what attitude. When don't you? Well. <laughs> Okay, so really quick on the VMAs because we do have to get through news with the news. It's not that much news to be news. White people are not the same no more. It's really interesting. Like just to be surrounded by, I don't know, the non-fame. Like remember when Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, The Dolls were kind of ruining the airwaves. Like they were like making their presence known, going off, doing bomb, looking great, dancing down, had good music. And now I really don't think that it's an aged out thing, but most people don't know who these new white girls are. Yeah, they're nobodies. It's really weird. It's interesting. So it's like we just live in an interesting time. Like, who the fuck is Young Gravy? And why do I kind of like his song? That's annoying. Oh, yeah, that's really annoying. Why would you do that? But I get it. <laughs> why is your name Young Gravy? He came out looking like Boogie Nights and had two Black, like, gospel-esque singer, background singers. And his music sound like Migos, with Kanye West samples. I was just like, well, this is an interesting mix. Scrawny little white man that looked like What's that old white guy named Asher something? Asher Roth. Asher Roth. He looked just like him. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't want to hear it. Everybody, stop. And then even just the red carpet, well, the black carpet, 
don't know. The VMAs is just weird now. Like nobody was looking fine. A lot of well, when she went on stage, I didn't like the the red carpet on the green the green outfit, but I liked that her silver outfit. That was everything. Yeah, she looked bomb, and that's the type of dress that a lot of people wear at award shows, and she still managed to differentiate. I wasn't mad at that. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about um her red her red carpet look. It was cute. It just wasn't red carpet e. But at I also wonder. If if since the VMAs is not what it used to be, do stylists take that into consideration and be dressing their people regular? Maybe so, because it was definitely giving rag dag. Because that the brand they gave fashion of the brand bitches. Oh my god, by Tanache. The brand that she wore is fine. Like they got some jeans that are in my cart. And Zarina knows what she'd be doing. Zarina's her stylist currently, but like you said, it just looked it looked pretty normal for an award show. Mm-hmm. there's this Disney Channel girl that I like that was on there, can't remember her name, Samantha something, possibly. She just came out with a new project, Sings Down. She looked like Brady Bunch, but on steroids. I thought that was cute. But other than that, I mean, Santana did great on the pre-show, but when don't he? Right. Yeah. Not much really to cap or read. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. Like, I, I wonder what the switch was that like celebrity just isn't celebrity like it used to be yeah on all sides on all sides like they don't even be chaotic no more remember how how we grew up celebrities were insane yeah jumping off of shit causing a scene down to the news in the tabloids drugs and the youngs don't do none of that. Like, we were just recapping on Twitter the other day about how Rihanna used to act on Instagram. Celebrities do not give that. Like, no. Rihanna used to be a menace on the internet. Rihanna used to be on there, like, Akbar and the girls that's like ghetto and fight on Instagram. Like, that was Rihanna's give. Yep. Remember she put TLC in her headline picture on Twitter? Did. Remember when she put sunglasses and earrings on a rice cake to taunt Karuchi? <laughs> what a menace. Eating in a rice cake, cake bread, sipping. So wait, I do think that chaotic is in, but I don't think that it is as visible because even when they were showing clips from back when Rihanna performed cockiness and then she had on that white dress and went to go speak to Chris Brown, even though they wasn't supposed to be talking no more, she like scaled the audience to go make sure that she said, hey, and she mushed his head real cute. Yeah, it was so cute. And kissed him on the mouth. And kissed him on the mouth. While he was dating Rooch, they, <laughs> they didn't show that on TV. And that was still a part of the downfall of the VMAs. So maybe it's just been coming. I think that they still try to do fun stuff performance-wise. Like once the show started, Jack Harlow brought Fergie out. That was very cute. Fergie looked bomb. Yeah, did she it? looked younger than everybody that I know. White, she, really did. she really did. I was very happy about that. She did. But I don't like that song. Yeah, I do. It's fine. Oh, it's I a, didn't know that. I, his album is good. I say that every time you have negative things to say about him. Well, no, I know you like him, but I didn't know that like that song was like a thing for you. Yeah, it's a cute song. It's not the best song on his album, but I like every song on the album. His project is really st- like stand out for me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Lizzo did good. She had a little screen like the Beyonce joint that Beyonce got flack for during the Billboard Awards. Just like. Stuff be happening. Lizzo can really sing. It's really irritating that I don't like her music. Yeah, great girl, pretty girl. Um, look bomb when she accepted her award in that outfit. I mean, in that mm-hmm. dress that Princess wore. I mean, Precious wore on a red carpet. I mean, why can't I talk? 
on the runway, love the boyfriend, great girl, hate the music, never want to hear it again. Stop, sister, please. Yeah, it's like white people rom-com music, but I can watch a rom-com and like the movie and not like the song. Yeah. But love and honestly, white girl rom-com songs used to go off. Like, I'm not gonna write you a love song with my shit. And suddenly I see, suddenly I see. It's- wow. What so actually, t- Lizzo music, not that fine. <laughs> Which is a shame because she has a blueprint. But I mean, what else? Nicki Minaj is nuts. And I, <laughs> the VMAs does this thing now where they don't have a real host anymore. Like they just gather the girls and make them work in shifts, like down to the Amazon warehouse. But we got LL Cool J for the beginning, Jack Harlow for the middle. And then Nicki Minaj for the end because Nicki Minaj had to go after her Vanguard performance. So let's start with the glowing review first. I don't mind Nicki Minaj's antics from a hosting platform perspective. I think that if she did more hosting, it would actually make people like her again or like her more because outside of the barbs, everybody hates Nicki. I think the internet is very skewed. We don't, as a community, care for her as much as we once did outside of her like minions. I think people respect her and I think people think that she can rap and all of that. And some people even really care for the music outside of Barbiana, but the barbs are really the driving force of her success currently. And it's just so many of them that she's still on top. But hosting, I wasn't mad. She was fun and funny. She's a little off like drugs, is in the system, but it worked. It didn't like, it wasn't off-putting. She even accepted her award funny and like, kind of like, okay, girl, what is it? But that added to the the fanfare of like her being a host or whatever. Now, the bad shit. Uh-huh. Was she wearing at any point in the night? Except for that last look where she tried to give share. She looked very nice then. And I was like, why don't you do that? But every other time when she had that heavy pink ponytail up, uh, half up, half down hair, it was just like, it's overpowering you. You also have on this like poofy tule skirt because you want to be a child, which is also weird. I think it's very strange when 40 plus be trying to hold on to their youth in childish ways. Like her outfit for her performance gave little girl, you are 50. Now the new trend of everybody saying somebody age to like be like girl get it together. <laughs> Cause like that doesn't, it just doesn't track for me. Cause I think that there have been times, few and far between, where Nicki Minaj looks five, and I don't, I don't understand why she just refuses. So outfit was childish. Don't care for her music. So the performance didn't do nothing for me. She's not a dancer. It was just, it's just giving like girl. Well, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm mess. in distress. And then she had the nerve to have on these like Halloween store ass color contacts for most of the night. Bitch, you look like Sub Zero. What is it? Like, I just want everybody's taste level to upgrade. But kudos to her for making me see the light from a personality perspective once more. Because it was given all hope is lost for a while. But I didn't. I really did not mind her as a host. They could have got her to do the whole show. I would have been like, "This is cute." Well, that's nice. <laughs> I 
have an offshoot question about um since we're talking about Nikki. Um, is Drake okay? Oh, I should have put him on this damn hot topics because y'all know I stand, but I can't right now. That 70s pimp slick back that he has right now. First of all, we were debating whether it was a ponytail or not, and then he made sure we saw the back of it. <laughs> he really did. What is going on? I don't... You already mixed. This, like, heavy, old-school Black man cosplay is concerning. I really feel like Rihanna having his baby is sending him into a bad place because he's been weird. Weirder. <laughs> he's always been weird. No, he hasn't always been weird. He's been weird for a while, but the weirdness has has amplified once Rihanna covered that tattoo and started walking around with Rocky. And then when she had got pregnant, I think it just got even worse. I'm concerned. Let's call Miss Sandy. And you know, Miss Sandy is probably a nice, wholesome white Jewish lady that don't want no problems, and he's bringing it to her front door. Yeah, that's sad. I'm, Get it I together, Drake. I really don't know what to say because... I don't know what it's for. We don't need to see you getting your hair washed. We don't see the, we don't need to see you with this updated Jufro. We like it's just it's bad. Bad news bears. Men from um Canada are having a rough go. <laughs> Cause the weekend's viral too. I mean, he generally just seems unwell, but I wasn't sure exactly what <laughs> mainly that I don't think anything anything specific happened. I just he just gives me cause for concern on a regular basis. Oh, okay. Yeah, sounds about right. And Him then, you know, division. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's part of our bigger, our larger conversation today. Division has been, I feel like he's putting himself through it. He really is, because wasn't I paying him no mind or caring? At all. Like, and, for the most ahead. part, people like him and don't have nothing negative to say. And he's kind of causing a stir. Causing a stir? And then um, let's also talk about, I don't think I brought this up on the cast, but when he did the talk with OK Player, I was listening. And for people that weren't, I was, you know, doing some live posting on the podcast um, Twitter page. And um, he starts trying to confront me and saying that he didn't say stuff he said when not only did I hear him say it, there's also a transcript that was running alongside the audio. And so I lifted it from the transcript. <laughs> and y'all, he's supposed to be at an interview with Hot 97. And he's arguing with me on Twitter. Unwell. Stephanie be getting the girls riled up. It's fun to watch. And all I said was, oh, he said that it's, it's a role play the same way in which we talk about Jason Sullivan. Oh, Jason Sullivan talks about hotels. And he's like, I didn't say that. I didn't say yada, yada, yada. I'm like, bro, I can read. I, they're not even that. Just I don't, I don't think that it's the same because Jasmine Sullivan's project was a concept project. And she had interwoven stories of actual other women to kind of seal the deal about it being a concept project. This is just your first single off of a new project. No one's gonna know that this is a greater good or this is you indoctrinating the voices of other men and this isn't coming from your heart. Like nobody's gonna know that. They just gonna think that it's your single, especially- and That's why he said it. He's like, I wanna be clear that I'm singing for, you know, 
other men or something like that, he said. I don't know. Either way, unwell. It was weird, though, because I am a fan of Division. I listen to their music intensely, and the song is very on par with what they usually be talking about. The music is toxic. It's not, it's not weird that this single is just more toxic. It's just an evolution, Sierra. Sing. So when um, I was in the car at, like, I don't know what time in the morning, when I was in D.C., we are at a red light, and this girl was going off in the car next to us. So I kind of, like, rolled the window down to see what was going on. And she was singing that song, Going Off. Like, it was really changing her life. Wow. It wasn't the Candy and Tiny version? No, it was not, sweetie. Oh. i don't understand that but have it up doll i like when people be going off in their car beside me i mean she was having a ball i love having a ball so i never knew that the song was reaching out to the hearts of mankind in that way but But the hearts of mankind block me friend (laughs) good to fucking know because i like the video but i it's not my favorite song of Divisions. I can honestly say that. And I will be at the concert crying. But, <laughs> Well. <laughs> I love how every time we end with, well, work. And what can we do, doll? So, make an album bad, and Stephanie wants y'all to know firsthand. It's not... I haven't listened. I I have no opinion. I know I like the song with Janae. That's it. I didn't, I couldn't even finish it. I had to skip around um, to do my journalistic whatever. Like I couldn't fully avoid it like I wanted to. But I don't know. You could tell. I y'all know we love cousin Meg. Do and I don't know. I just feel like. Her rapping has just gone down in such a dramatic way. Hmm. Is it just me? I don't... I actually think that it is just you, and this is... No, it's not just me, because people on Twitter be like, bring back Tina Snow, ah-ah-ah. Well, people been claiming that they want Tina Snow since Tina Snow. Yeah, because she ain't really went off since. But... Tina Snow made an appearance on fucking P-Valley on them last couple episodes, and that song should have been a single. I don't know why her and Lil' Murder didn't put that on the airwaves, but mad about it. Her, 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 her. Yeah, that her, 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 her. She, 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 she. Shut up. And I get it that the world is trying to get into their LGBTQ+, XYA, SWBTLC cut close Meg, but I don't think that it's for everybody or that it's necessary for Meg. My issue with Meg is that they are trying to make her this thing that we didn't necessarily need her to be. And if if that's what she wants, then woo, more power to you. But like the music was better when she was rapping like a man. Exactly. And you, you know, I stand by that. I say that all the time. Like, Megan, it's just like, I don't know. And, and also, too, is she's kind of got the, the baby energy as in, like, everything just sound the same. Yeah. Which is weird because I know that she's capable of doing other stuff or else. Y'all know that. Yeah. I don't... Mm, 
I think that she's too talented for the output. And I don't think that the output is a reflection of the skill. I think the output is a reflection of the taste level. I'm going to always circle back to a taste level. Mm-hmm. I think she probably just doesn't have the, the ear or the capacity for her own full spectrum of a fan base. Like she's sliding by with what she's sliding by with because stand culture is allowing it. Like people really like this project and it's people who I respect musically. Okay, but who? Cause everybody on my timeline is reading it or not saying nothing at all and being like, no, I'm not talking about this album. Cause why no, would I? So the only people I've seen speak out negatively about it has been us. Everybody else that I've seen mention it at all, it's been good. Are these Twitter gays? Who like who is it? It's people. It's Twitter gays. It's a mix. It's like girls that I follow who just like rap. It's Andre, but I mean, I don't know if we should be able to count him. He's diplomatic. Yeah, because just so y'all know, me and Muse don't have overlapping Twitter. Um, it's so interesting. Timeline. Our, we live in completely different silos on Twitter, mm-hmm. and my whole timeline is reading or being like, "LOL," that nobody's talking about this album. "LOL," this album don't even exist. Or That's just saying, like, it's so bad. Like, I haven't seen nothing positive about Megan's album on my timeline since it dropped. Actually, even reading her since Pressurelicious. Pressurelicious is awful. I'm not seeing much, but what I have seen has not been negative. Mm. But what songs do people like? Because... Couldn't tell you a title. Oh. The <laughs> song with Lotto don't bother me, but it's just it's the same old same. If that makes sense. Yeah, but I am glad that they did something together because they're the two most skilled out of the new girls to me. <laughs> I love the silence. Woo, deadly. Because I don't, I don't think Megan can have that title no more. Megan's just not that girl. I still think that the skill set is the same. I just don't think that she's putting putting it out or showcasing it properly. But that don't mean that the talent out there. It don't mean the talent not there, but what I'm saying is you can't be the top girl when you're not putting out top work. So I, don't I just feel like other people have swerved into her lane, like and not into her lane. I think she has a very own lane, but I just feel like her spot, her place. Yeah, her spot. Like it's her spot is up for grabs, is how I feel about it. Cause she just has not brought it. And even with songs like Savage, them songs are corny. Even if they big, they're corny. Savage is is single ladies vibe to me. <laughs> Something is going on down in Texas. They dressing bad, putting out bad music. I don't know, but looking good, but looking pretty because they don't wear good outfits, but they look pretty. Yeah, all the girls look good in the face. Yeah, and the body and the hair. See, the makings are there. These are the makings of me. Same, Gunica. <laughs> Speaking of Megan some more, she was on Carisha Please, and it was a gay old time, literally. So Carisha definitely messes with girls. She talked about it on the internet, but I wasn't sold on Big Meg. I wasn't either. And because when she asked, when because when Carisha asked her, she was like, "I like what I like," and I was like, "Mm-hmm." I before this interview, I didn't know that Carisha was open vocally or physically when it came to women oh you gotta follow her on twitter because she was talking about how she um she was talking about one time how like she'll she be letting girls see her out like back in the days oh i mean i but she but she was like yeah but she's like but i don't want to do it that's she's like i'm so annoying why i don't want anybody out 
Well, I, I know several women like that. So that's like not even weird to me. But like, I know a lot of straight girls who would let a dyke eat them out. But I didn't, I just didn't know. I, I don't follow close enough to have found that out any other way aside from Carisha, please. Megan does give hard top strap on energy, but I don't, I don't really see her doing that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. I think it's cute and fun. And she was being playful and going along with <laughs> Carisha, but I don't, I, they didn't really go home and smash boxes. No, I think Carisha went to them. I do too. I think because what happened at Halloween? Yeah, that story was a mystery. Santana know about it, whatever it is, and Megan don't want it to come out. And, Santana, and Carisha still look mad about it. Now, honestly, it didn't give sexual at that moment. It gave they had just met and they got really close really fast, had like a heart to heart, and they know each other business. Oh it, no, it didn't get that to me. It gave because she because because what you call it said something that alluded to Carisha coming on to her. Hmm. And and Megan not really responded in the way that Carisha wanted her to. Interesting. Carisha's so much fun. Look at her, Dyken. Oh, my God. That is good fun. You could tell that they edited this one a little more than usual. I don't know if you peeped that. Because they didn't do Who Wants to Smoke. Not even that. They didn't do that, but they also skipped around parts of conversations. Like, when Megan starts talking about how the girls of today are kind of giving a ladies night vibe and everybody is friendly with each other. They respect each other's music, all of that. That came out of nowhere. So it makes me think that there was a moment where they talked about the situation with her and Nikki and it just didn't make the cut. Mm, Probably because, you know, city girls don't want the rap. They don't have time. I kind of understand just not even wanting to be bothered by it. It's not not stunting their success. Exactly. So it's like, why even put yourself in the fire when you good over here and could care less? But I get where Megan was coming from, too, because she basically said, if y'all didn't watch yet, that she loved Cardi B. Her and Cardi B are good friends and have a good time together. They like to make music together. It's cute between them. And she alluded to the fact that her and Nikki fell out because she did the song with, with Cardi. But that part of the interview kind of just popped up in the middle of them flirting like it wasn't even a segment or a good segue into let's talk about other rap bitches so that just made me think that they had some cutouts Mm. probably because i feel like megan is a little more for lack of a better word like protected in some way than everybody else that's been on support everybody that's been on support don't care that makes sense they probably did it for the sake of her right Mm mm-hmm but like you said, I don't think that they want to deal with Nikki in that way. So they could have did it for the sake of them, too. It's just crazy that that's a thing. That, circling back really quick to VMAs, that made me feel like she didn't have as much control over VMAs either because they gave Lotto a lot of airtime. Lizzo basically opened up the show with Jack Carlo. Her performance was right after. Like, it just gave other people had shine and it wasn't just solely about her. And I feel like if she was pulling the strings, marrying that style in the back, it wouldn't have given that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, more. Right. <laughs> I also went to the Alex Osley concert and got my face sang off. Jealous. Yeah, Dakari said it was everything. 
Frank Everybody Fisher. was at that fucking concert and I didn't see nobody. I was also floating. And you know he was. <laughs> <laughs> Planning him. <laughs> I told him we call him that. <laughs> I was on the same planet this time. <laughs> planet y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the opener because Leia, Laya, Leia face. Love her. That thing is a cartoon character. Like, she performs so cute. I really think that she will be here for a while. Dress like Fran Drescher, look just like the nanny. She did this thing in the middle of her performance where she, like, was like, hold on, y'all, I'll be right back, and left the mic to go dig in her bag and, like, spruce herself up really quick. (laughs) I'm hollering. of the stage, like literally big ass bag. She took out a brush. She like swooshed her head to the side. She sprayed some perfume and like shimmied really quick into the smoke. I was like, okay, this lady is good time. <laughs> <laughs> we love girls that give us a show. And she didn't have a band. It was just the track. Cause I feel like they, I don't know if something went wrong, but Femit Forward was supposed to be sponsoring the Marigold tour. And of course, Alex Isley was headlining, but it was supposed to be Gwen Bunn, Leia, and another artist, and then Alex Isley. But honestly, Alex sang for like two and a half hours, so we would have never left Howard Theater if they had all of them acts. Yeah, he was saying that she sang for like centuries. She did. She did this thing where she sang her song, but then she like goes off, like church goes off, (laughs) running and just extending the song for 10 minutes every song. I enjoyed it, but by like... 10.30, 10.30, I could see the audience getting agitated because she, oh. she came on at 9 and didn't finish until close to 11. I didn't have an issue. I've seen Alex Asley live. We went to the Roots picnic. We saw her, but seeing her in an intimate setting, it really changes the focal point and you can really get in. And you know, her music is a wave. It's a vibe. So you just feel that for the entire time because the levels only change, but so much. And it just was like, wow. I also really paid attention to the audience because, you know, my eyes be open. So <laughs> I was getting into the details. Lesbian Nation. Really? I didn't expect that. It was, you know, DC is couple city from a concert perspective. Everybody's always on a date at a concert. But it was mostly booed up women sing LMA. I was like, hmm. It made sense after a while, but at first, I didn't think that that was what it was going to get. And also, a large part of singing community filled up the halls of Howard Theater, too. Like, the singers came out to see her sing, and I love that. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was at Duke. Like, they were yelling. Like, they were going off. Like, sing your face, bitch! Like, going off. <laughs> you know how the, the singers get. So, it gave that. And I didn't know that her fans showed up and showed out for her like that because when we was at Roots, her stage wasn't really given that. Enjoyed yeah, it. well, I feel like her, she did like three songs. I was like, okay, bye. Yeah, they were, I feel like that was during the time that they were off schedule and she probably got rushed. She was early in the day. No, but you remember, she wasn't it after Ty Tribbett or something? No, she was before all of that. She was early in the day. She's one of the first performers of the day. Oh, that might be why we went there so early. Mm-hmm. Well, Mama got off that stage and didn't get off of this one. 
Love that for you. I really that it, for me. <laughs> it was a good time. A nice start to the weekend. We'll definitely go see her again. And the new album is just uh, like Chef's Kiss Live. Oh, my Everything. God. She sang every song. Like, I pretend that it's mine. Pretend that it's mine. I keep it alive, water and light. And then she what said, are we doing this whole time? Okay. <laughs> That's my song. She sang everything that you expected her to sing as well. So, like, not only did she give us most of the album, but then she went back in the crates and sang literally everything that ever made her a wave. We'll Always Have Paris does... Ugh, the most to me. She sang Orbit. Oh. That was the first song that made me fall in love with her. She, of course, sang Good and Plenty. She sang Lucky Part. That was cute. Oh, I love that. She, you know what I need? I need her, um, India, and Ray Louise to do Waterly um, Live one good time. I was actually thinking about that while she was on stage because... I'm about to tweet that. <laughs> because that song changed my life and when I first saw Alex Ozzy live I went to the concert and bumped into India and we were just attached to hip the whole time so that was like okay y'all need to sing together and then they came out with that song ugh music yeah. wish that that was a like single had video treatment and all of that because their voices together really did sound like water no, for real though. I haven't felt this way in years. Oh, uh, um, a popular R and B page just followed us on Twitter. I love that for us. Famous. Fame. Famous. So, and they only got fourteen. They only follow fourteen people. We wanted a fourteen word. Chosen ones. <laughs> she also did end the show with a cover of "At Your Best," and she was like, "To celebrate." Today, you know, today's the day that Aaliyah passed. My father wrote this song, so I just wanted to give y'all a piece of it. Can I do one more song? And everybody was like, of course, girl, sing! So <laughs> she sang at your best, so pretty. And then it was time to go. Oh. I don't think that I realized, I knew that there was an Ozzy Brother song, of course. They play their version still on the radio. But I didn't know that Ernie wrote it. Love the urn. You know, I told y'all he wore me out down to the um Ozzy concert. I kept thinking that I saw him, but I think I just wanted to see him. Yeah, probably. I doubt he was there. She did have some family members or someone who was claiming that they was her family members in the balcony because I heard that's my cousin a couple times. That is ghetto. <laughs> Singers don't care. <laughs> it was a man in like this white linen only buttoned at the middle button and no shirt under, had on one of them little headscarf things like Ernie be wearing with the glasses and a thick mustache. I could have sworn that that was him. But my friends I was with told me to shut up. It probably wasn't. <laughs> and I was high, so look, it, it might not have been. I almost floated up to that balcony to see them. Oh, my God. You're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. Mustachios, it's fine. But love that we always have to recap the concerts. But now it's so much other new music coming out. <sighs> Ari Lennox is on the way. She got, it seemed like two summer features. I'm going to pass out. One of them already released because she did a surprise drop a couple of days ago. 
And Queen Space is the lead single off of that. So the EP has one of the summer features. Love the song. Not sure how I feel about the actual phrase Queen Space, though. And, you know, she got Boy Bye with um, the Brandon. Is that... So is that for sure going to be on it? Because I want it to. Allegedly. Like, they sang that on live, it feel like, three years ago. Allegedly. Yeah. I mean, I don't trust anyone to put out an album without DeBrandon's influence somewhere. Right, because he even on Megan album. <laughs> right. And I know I don't like that song. But... It's not. It's not. He wrote on Beyonce, if you're not sure, that and Maya Angelou part on Alien Superstars definitely got DeBrandon written all over it. <laughs> What else is he on? He just on the things. Like, he don't let these girls work without him. I love that. I kind of love it, too. Stay employed. Or else, because that baby mom don't play. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? But Ari Lupon, she got Hoodie out. I don't understand Hoodie as a first single, but I like the song. And she look good. He sees finest. She looked real good. Not mad. Styling in the video was great. Great body. Good song. And she back skinny. I like thick Ari, but she back skinny. I like that as well. But she still kept her legs, which is my favorite. Yeah. Wrap them around me. Isaiah Rashad looked nice in the video. Happy to see him doing well. I just like it. It's a good time. Hey, yeah. everybody. Everybody being Ari and whoever else on her album because you know it's about to go. Oh, it is for sure. In 2019, when her project came out, it was my second most listened to album of the year. I say that every time we talk about her. She only got beat out by Sir because his project, whoo, everything. But them two, top tier. Somebody who we won't um, name on on the cast was trying to say, I used to be hating on Ari. I said, like, what are you talking about? I was her first fan. Which was there nobody on Ari before me? We'll chat offline because I don't know what you're talking about. Like, but have you ever known me to give Ari any notes musically? No, not musically. Like, you actually talked about her first. Like, thank you. Since since YouTube days. Yeah, because you love Bound and what's that song that begin with a C? Cascade. Yep, Cascade. Like, you talk about them songs like they came out and they didn't. music if y'all don't know get on um bound and cascade yeah hit music she sound bomb i was watching because you know i'd be following the dancer girls this girl that i love kyla farrago or something like that she be dancing like shit she did some choreography to 40 40 shades of choke oh yeah hit uh hit it made me mad that that's not a real song like, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't really on the album. It was just a Lucy. Oh, yeah, Lucy. She love a Lucy, but I love him, too, because Grandpa is my favorite Ari Lucy. <laughs> yeah, 40 Shades of Choke, Grandpa, and it was one more. They all came out after Shea Butter, baby. Why you got to be a Grandpa and let the girl come and see you? Uh-huh. Got to be a motherfucking reason. <laughs> what she say stuff? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Gotta be a motherfucking reason. I might listen to that when we done. Oh, walking to work. Can't wait. <laughs> if y'all didn't know, we're and taking- if you don't know, she interpolates "Stormy Weather" by Lil Dragon in the song. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's intentional, but I hear it. I need to replay that for that because I don't know if I peeped that. 
Because she say, she says Stormy Weather, and she say it the exact same way you teen me say it, in the same cadence for everything. A singer. Our doll. Lil Dragon need to be on more people albums besides Lil Dragon. So, I guess we can slide into our now playing section. Tink and tank, tank and tank. Yeah, I was about to say, we listen to the same shit (laughs) for once. For once. The songs, the features on Tank's album. Sweetie. Everything. (laughs) He really took to heart what Diddy said and Proved him wrong. So, Tank is saying it's his last album, and I hate when people be threatening us with a bad time. <laughs> but if this is his last album, he going out with a bang because he snapped. Yeah, every song. The money is R&B. <laughs> I hate when people laugh like a spray bottle, and that's what I just did. <laughs> Okay, so what are your favorite songs on Tank? The song with Alex Osley, No Limit. Yeah, I cannot believe he got um, um, Alex to uh, be singing sexy. Now that I've seen her live and watched her move around a stage, the sex is there. No, it, I feel like it's like inherently, but she's never like talked crazy like that. Yeah, she's speaking coded language in her music. It'd be real whimsical, but she'd be talking about <laughs> Come on, it'd be whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> but the song with Alex and the song with Chris Brown, my two favorite songs. Yeah, I love the song with Chris Brown. I love like, the same two songs you love. I, my favorite, though, right now is When You Dance. Ooh, that one is a good one. When You Dance is a problem. Tank. So, yeah. Tank, Tank went off, so this is his last, last, like, um, burners. Oh. <laughs> I'm not mad. He go, you have to go out on top. Song of the summer, last, last. Uh, no, I don't believe that. I mean, I guess it is a song of the summer, but it should have been Call You Every Day, Chris Brown. Child. No, 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 <laughs> from Severin, Merlin. <laughs> I've never been there before. <laughs> Wouldn't know what what thing. Make sure Feature Feather is my third favorite. I just had to say that. Oh, word. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Tank went off. I hope he, like, runs some singles. And Jackie liked that song, uh, I guess I Deserve, I think it's called. Yeah, well, he samples himself. Old people love that song. I was stupid. Old people love that song. <laughs> I like the flex of sampling yourself. Janet Jackson did that shit on her last full pro, full full length LP, and now Sierra did it on Super Turned Up. Uh huh. Like it's just when people do it and you can hear, it, I'd be like, oh, I love that. So safe. Excuse me. Shows. Okay, we moving on the tank because songs. Yeah, went off. Now, let me tell you, when I first listened to the album, y'all know I have like a usual ritual where I like focus, lights off, I did But I was listening to it while I was doing stuff, and there were songs that stood out. I was like, oh yeah, this definitely won't stand out. It's definitely a standout. But once I finally sat down with not doing nothing else in my headphones, very minimal skips. And when I say <laughs> minimal, I mean one. What song do you skip? Ghetto love because G Herb will be stressing me out. Oh, that's fair. I don't know anything about him. 
Rap off beat, stressful. On purpose. I think he's a Libra, but that's as far as I got. Mm. <laughs> so, Switch is a problem. Switch is a problem. Somebody said you got to play Switch and Constant Bullshit back to back. I did it. Lost it. Yeah, I was about to say, you are a masochist because that sounds like slitcherous, pool of blood, like, end it all. Come on, pool of blood, end it all. <laughs> I really like opposite. Goofy, of course, is already a fan favorite. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Cater. I'm not. Like, I don't. It's okay. It's okay. I see what she did there. I'm just tired of that type of song. I don't want anything remade anymore. Like, it's literally the same cadence as Cater to You. She's saying some of the same words. Like, it's obviously an homage, homage, dedication to DC3. And I just, I like the original. Now, where she shook me and kind of made me shut up about what I just said was on mine with Money Long. Because I don't mind the boy is mine, whatever the fuck they doing with that. Didn't mind it at all. Her and Money Long do like an EP together. Did not mind it. Their voices sounded good together. Mm -hmm. I really, really, you know, I was nervous because we're in such a sample heavy time right now that samples is really kind of burning me out. But I think they did it in a way that it still felt fresh. It felt... I don't know. It was, just like, it, it, it was done well. Yeah, I agree. It was a very well-crafted song. And I think Hitmaker is going to make sure that he does that the right way whenever he works with them, because that's like his thing. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it for all the girls, but there are some songs that are better than others, and this is one of the better ones. For sure. Run us an EP together. I like when they sing together almost as equally as I like when Nicole Ray and Yummy Bingham sing together. Hollerers, screamers. Same tone, but do different stuff with their boys, have different ranges, and complement each other in a very nice way. Mm-hmm. And you know, money always going to um yodel, find a place to yodel if she don't do nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, use a lie. But yeah. I, I love the way she pronounced lie. Okay, so I think my so switch is definitely up there um coming to coming to you making me want to cry coming to is a song like mama say all right you can leave if you want to but i'm this relationship if you want to but i'm coming to nigga <laughs> well lenny kravitz say it ain't over till it's over baby uh, so i love that um i love fabulous verse on ooh trifling i love songs called ooh trifling too this, this the album like has ghetto nuances that only real ghetto people will resonate with. <laughs> um, but I think my top songs are Switch, Throwback, and Coming To. Throwback is a good one. I really like Opposite. Opposite is up there for me. I love Opposite. I love also. I love Balance. Balance is good. You know, I need that in my life. I love news. Well, baby, I got news for you. I, I love. I, I love. Really I did. choose me. I randomly love Russ, so news is a hit. Yeah, news is a cut. I randomly love I Choose Me. You know, I don't like that kind of music, but I really like that song. And Drunk Texting with Layton Green is everything. Layton Green is the doll. I'm so glad that she's on here. I like that Tink be uplifting the girls that should be uplifted. Right. 
because Layton Green had Song of the Summer and didn't nobody play that shit except for me and Andre. When she sampled another hit maker banger, Can't Leave Him Alone by Sierra. Yep. Come on, Young Berg. He's probably paid out of his mind. A bad person, but a good producer. Yeah, and you know he's also an executive um, at whatever label. Ooh, let me do some due diligence and find out which one. He's like a VP at... Um, if you say um, Republic, I'm going to lose it. I don't think so. Okay, we'll report back, Cass. <laughs> but that's that's kind of all I've been listening to. Tank and Tank kind of scooped me from Beyonce for a while, but she be, every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening because I definitely am alias superstar and America is a problem out. Like, I can't stop. I wake up thinking about 2040 30 on the rap, nigga, like that. Nigga, I'm bad. I wake up thinking about that. You're yelling and I'm crying. I don't know what that is about, but I'm grinding. What's in my heart when I pull up your sleeves, your mind? I know that's right. I do like when she be like, nigga, I'm bad. That's my part. I, now I do random. Well, I mean, I love that whole song, but I definitely be out of nowhere be like, nigga, I'm bad. Jay-Z wrote the shit out of that. You could tell. Oh. You can you can tell. Like if it if it had a different beat and there was some type of soul sample in there. I and- like the beat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was fun. I like the beat. <laughs> Sheree is off. I love her. <laughs> They was talking about that same question for 15 minutes. They went around the room. When it got to Sheree, she was like, about what? <laughs> I w- we're talking about the song. How do you feel about the song, doll? Uh, she said, oh, I think it was fun. I like the beat. <laughs> it's the hard T and the beat that take me down. <laughs> that lady is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I live for her. Love. Her fashion show about to happen finally on TV. Can't wait for the mess. <laughs> Fashion show with no what? Fashions. How dreadful. Bring Dwight back. Well, I know. Um, I like his new face. Yeah, and the beard does something. Oh. Not not in that way. I just mean it helps him out. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I don't have time for no uh, Michael Jackson noses in my bed. <laughs> that is creep to the P. <laughs> I think it's time for a break. Are we listening to anything else? Not really. Yeah. Tank and Tank kind of, I'm about to throw Kina, but it's I'm about to start listening to Sabrina to prepare myself for the concert in two weeks. That shit is on the sixth. I'm so glad you said that. Okay. Uh, I'm about to be biz, busy Gillespie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's a lot. I think that that's our last concert, though. I might be lying. You are a liar. <laughs> I still got Good Morning Gorgeous. I, I don't. Got, I still got more shows. I think that Brina might be my M-Y-E last one. I'm not going to no damn Good Morning Gorgeous. <laughs> you don't want to see Queen Nick and... um. I'm and, gonna um, him on another time. I guess I'll see you next night. Yeah, I don't have time. I hate Good Morning Gorgeous still. It's not a good song. Oh. 
Love Mary, but seen you live this year already. I don't gotta go. It's right gonna be on. a good call. Have fun. Report back. I'll be sleeping. Will. Or at work. All right, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sound like we getting off the phone. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go. All right, well, I ain't want nothing anyway. And then I've been on the phone for 20 hours. <laughs> Black. Okay. All right, great time. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 If I gotta ask you twice, then I know something ain't right. Right. Who you fucking on the side? I know you're about to lie, lie All these niggas saw my life But two wrongs, they don't make a right, right Something you should keep in mind I can switch it anytime, anytime Who said I need it perfect? Just don't do me dirty Show me that you're worth it, yeah You say that you change, well show me a different person Sick of this shit. So <sighs> I feel like this cast was built on the fact that RB still exists. So it do something specific to us when people that we love, respect, care for, have hits from party to listen to on a regular basis are out of touch with what's going on musically right now and say wild things like. R&B is dead. Child. So the other day, hmm. the internet was in an uproar because Diddy came out and said again for the 30th thousand time that somebody has put their foot in their mouth and said some dumb shit that R&B was dead. The funniest part of this is the backlash that he got. <laughs> Everybody been cussing him out. Still for weeks. He deserves it because it's it's really it's for press for his new album that nobody is hearing about. The thing is, I had to remind people that Diddy had a full length project to come out after Last Train to Paris, so people aren't checking for his compilations as they once were, and we we see what you're doing. You're not low, but he started a very intense conversation, debate, battle, whatever you want to call it because the people had things to say. I think he's just too big of an identity in music to say shit like that, whether he playing or not. And it also showed how out of touch he was when he, and not just him, but other legends, just showing how out of touch they are because when they're having these conversations, they can't name no young people. And I'm just like, that's so weird because some of these people not even, you know how we like obscure 
music, we dig in the crates, we be on the Spotify playlist, like we discover new music as a pastime. These was people that's out and play on the radio and have like broken records on Billboard and shit. Like when they were like name name dropping, it wasn't no. I mean, only person that was name dropping because Puffy then went on to interview different people on IG Live. One of them being Tory Lanes, which made no sense and Tory right. made the dumbest stuff ever. Um, but only person that was name dropping younger people was Mary. She know what she doing, and she is she keeps up with the young people. Mm-hmm. But her and Diddy are so close, you would think that some of that would rub off. Like that's weird. That's like you not telling me about what you're listening to. But even like when we were listening to that Brian Michael Cox conversation with OK Player, and somebody asked him like, "Oh, well, what's a young artist that you want to work with?" and he started naming. Like people that's been around for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, um, you don't know who you don't know who LMA is, you don't know who Queen Niger is, you don't know who I and don't know. Those names are still of the bigger batch. Like right, these are the bigger girls. Like yeah. they didn't say nothing about um they didn't say nothing about the branding. They ain't say nothing about um who's another like big guy that's out. I mean I wouldn't have agreed but they didn't they didn't even see Brent Fayez. They didn't say give me out. It was just weird. Yeah. I thought that it was strange the most that no one said summer. No one said summer. Well Mary did. Mary did, but Mary, I think that Mary gonna listen to the girls that are in any semblance of a vein of hers first anyway. True. It give daughters, but <laughs> Mary seems to have a vast array of knowledge of what's being put out into the universe right now, more so than I expected, honestly. And it's just weird that she was the only one. Like Summer has, again, I say this every time we bring Summer name up, Summer has broken records on Billboard that nobody holds except for Beyonce, Giselle Knowles. How y'all not validating her as a pillar in R&B today makes no sense to me. I don't care whether she's sitting in a Kingston Yera chair for 15 songs live. Or not. Right. That's yeah, it's weird. People wasn't saying R&B. It was just, I mean, people didn't even say Jasmine. And I know Jasmine been around for a long time, but you know Jasmine be gone for such a long time that <laughs> she feel like a new artist whenever Every she comes back. Come out. And she just got off one of the biggest years that she's ever had as a musician. So I'm right. just like, where y'all at? Because it's it's almost like y'all don't listen to music. Mm-hmm. It would be different if I expected them to say people like Sebastian Miguel or Kyle Dion or even Xavier Omar, like some of the more underground, obscure, you got to really be into music to find the girls, girls. Like I didn't expect them to say Van Jess, but the fact that they didn't say, and again, I'm starting to say people who still are a little bit more famous because Van Jess is big to me. <laughs> oh no, it's just weird that they didn't. <laughs> That's y'all. <laughs> it's it's just interesting and for Diddy to be who he is where he is what he is in music and have had such an impact on both hip-hop and R&B and the way that we have fused them as a people it just you would think that he was still hip and it kind of showed that he wasn't he didn't even say Tiana Taylor she don't do nothing but audition for bad boy every time she come out <laughs> 
exactly. It's just, I, and again, this is this is him trolling so that people can care about that song, but people don't, that song just doesn't resonate. I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> it was the hard tap after, because you meant that. Um, I was putting the image in the trash and I didn't realize that the sound would go off like that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It was on par. I think that him even playing around for publicity or whatever, it just spews the same old narrative that R&B is dead. And if we are trying to get the girls out of their boxes, sing Lauren, I'm trying to figure out like, how we will ever succeed in showing the people that there is new music out if people who, the biggest names in music are, are saying it don't exist. Yeah. That's, it's like a, a lose-lose situation. I'm over here like, damn, Tinashe ain't never gonna be famous because y'all can't even say summer name. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I think also too, like, this speaks to radio and why radio is the way it is because mm -hmm. you know you're not really hearing a lot of r&b on on the hip-hop r&b stations that we used to the way we used to hear it. it used to always be a very good mix but now you be hard pressed to have like a bunch of r&b on on this you know it's weird and i was like blaming algorithms and but now it's, it's just like, that's what the label is given. When, when I went to that talk to celebrate the success, music, output, production, songwriting of Rich Harrison, we got some insight into how labels think. And I was just like, this is sky. Oh, what was shared? So I feel like we could need to dedicate a full episode to this. But just to give y'all a little bit of background, we got to speak with Rich Harrison's A&R and the guy who basically helped him craft all of the singles that became famous, Crazy in Love, Take This Ring, uh, uh, Kelly Rollins, Can't Nobody, just like got like insight into their process and how they were when it came to shopping their music and their sound. And the labels wasn't having it. It took specific artists to be like, no, I want this for it to even get put out as a single. And then be some of the best songs like, Tony Braxton's Libra didn't really come out until recently because Blackground is fraudulent. But Take This Ring was supposed to be the first single and they went with Breathe instead because they were nervous. And same thing with some of the unreleased stuff that we heard. Busta Rhymes got the Freakum Dress beat before Beyonce did, but the label was scared that people wouldn't have resonated with him rapping over top of that. But when we got to like actually hear it, it sounded like the most hardcore fire, get the club jumping, New York heavy song I've ever heard in my life. But they were scared. What? So like y'all don't have the ear of the people. I say all of that to say, cause we will circle back to that conversation. Y'all don't have the ear of the people and y'all also don't have the ear of the business sometimes because y'all are not putting out what's going to make the most money. I feel like Diddy falls into that because like he's a label exec. At the end of the day, he is the label. He owns one. He runs one. He's been working and operating as the world's greatest A&R his entire career, right? Like he literally built the picture of Mary J. Blige. Like we know that girl because of him. I don't think that that also means they know what's happening in the world and what's out and what everybody wants musically at all times. It's sad. 
Yeah, and again, it's just those debts to not being engaged, not tapping in with the young people, not not mentoring either. That's the other thing. I feel like when you think about an artist like a Whitney Houston, all them girls was her daughters. Like she knew what was going on. She knew what singers was popping at that time. She knew their music, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and that also allowed her to be a mentor. So also people like R&B did, we don't see people talking about love no more in music. And it's like, okay, well, are y'all even mentoring these young people? No, y'all don't even know who they is. Music ain't stop at Share My World. Right. I'm trying to figure out like how, how you just don't know nobody that came out in the past five years. Right. And that's the thing, people really condense the lifespan of R&B in such a weird way. Like in people's minds, like R&B started in 1992 and stopped in like 2003, 2004. Mm -hmm. It's like this weird gap and people act like R&B has not lived beyond that and that the same artists they love, we talked about this before, are still making music and it's so many new people who are making dope music. And the other thing that pisses me off when people be like, because I was in a room um, on one of those like Twitter spaces and people were talking about R&B, a very popular person was leading, a popular person that has an R&B platform was leading the room and he was in there saying that R&B is dead and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Summer Walker music won't last and all these other crazy things, which I think was weird for him to say as somebody that runs an R&B platform and when he didn't even love R&B. Mm-hmm. But the other thing people kept saying was, I don't want to have to search for music. And it's like, you don't got to search. Every single day I open up my Spotify or my iTunes, there's like three playlists made for me. So I don't got to do nothing. Just press play. Open up the app and press play. And you'll get put on to so many new people. But I also think that it's just not cute to be lazy. So I would never utter the words I don't like or I don't <laughs> want to search for music. You sound stupid because we don't live in the golden era of music like that anymore. It's not given they literally play all of the girls that you even like and know and got music out on the radio right now. So and it also depends on what city you live in too, because um, because you were saying that they play unloyal in DC on the radio. Yeah, they play unloyal here. But I don't I don't know what other cities is playing in or like I heard Hurt Me So Good in Philly, Jason Sullivan the other day, but I don't know if Hurt Me So Good is on the radio anywhere, you know, in other cities. Yeah, I mean, but I also, it's weird for people to say they don't want to search blah, 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 when there are so many people of that same ilk that don't listen to the radio. So where are you getting this like osmosis of music from that just comes your way if you don't listen to the radio and you don't search for shit? You still listening to what's the 411? Like, I just don't. The thing is, they is. Mm. I don't, I don't know. I like to be an expert of everything that I'm interested in. So if I'm slightly likened to something, I'm going to want to know as much about it as possible. And I know everybody is not like that. I would never even think that everybody would be like that. But blatantly saying, I don't want to look for music when there are no platforms to feed it to you anymore, makes no sense. They don't play videos on BET, bitch. <laughs> and that's the other thing too, I think that we should um, should talk about is there aren't platforms in the same way how back in the day we used to have. So we don't got radio. There is no 106 Park. There is no BET Soul. There is no um, BH1 Soul channel. 
So those like, channels exist, but don't nobody watch them. Like, um, I saw BET Soul talking about the show with Donnie Simpson. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and BH1 Soul used to be on regular cable, but now it's on, you got to get a certain package. It's not like a part of regular cable no more. MTV don't play videos and stuff no more. Remember sitcoms? And if you had an album coming out, you would be, you was an R&B singer, you would be a boyfriend or a cousin on somebody's TV show. You would pop up and they would have a reason for you to fit into the storyline of that show and it was funny. Right. And so like they don't even have those kind of platforms and everybody can go on Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel is literally looking like that Popeye's worker during the chicken um, sandwich craze because <laughs> he got every black singer on his show every single night. And it's like he can't be the only one. Yeah. So it's really nowhere for R&B artists to even get their music out because there are not national platform now of course there's tons of platforms like us and r&b reps and this is r&b and all those kind of platforms but they're not big national everybody looking at it everybody on they top like on they top you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we love all of our listeners shout out to y'all all of our co-hosts but we not the read we not at the level of the read where people are like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people are waiting to hear what we got to say and if we say something good, they're going to go listen, you know? Yet. Right, yet. Sex symbols should be on Jimmy Kimmel. I, to Stephanie's point, where's our New York undercover? Where's our Martin where we going to have an episode with Biggie on it? Like, where is, it just goes to show that the world has changed in a way that these things don't exist anymore. And it's up to us to seek out the things that even remind us of that or could be the new platform for it. Like, some of those channels, they exist, but everybody is not checking for them because the girls have YouTube. But people who be on YouTube every day don't even know that Travis Scott got a new video out. Or mm-hmm. like, you get what I'm saying? It's like the interest is different. And I, I don't know what happened with that change, but I don't think it's fair to the genre because for y'all to solidify specific time periods of when music was out and not even care about what has happened after it just makes it seem like oh well maybe Beyonce shouldn't have done telephone with Gaga because people thought that she was abandoning R&B like you get what I'm saying like is that what it was should should Usher have never come out with oh my god like should the girls not work with Will I Am like what is it that what was the shift that signified okay music ain't out no more because I feel like music is so universal. It's not something that you can age out of. You can age out of an artist. You can have your family and live your life. But Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean D. Combs saying that R&B is dead jokingly is concerning. Right. Like you- Controversy or not. Cause you're still pushing the agenda. Right. Like, and look at all of your failed attempts. Dawn is very successful, even though she's not the girl in the picture, she's not Beyonce, she's not Mary J. Blige. Dawn has had tremendous success mm-hmm. coming from a specific leg of R&B and like shifting her sound into something that is more like applicable for pop or whatever, but it's still R&B music. And you not even counting her. What? She's famous as hell. Like in a certain vein, Dawn is famous as hell. Same with I don't know. Kalina came out with a couple EPs and singles and wrote for the girls after Dirty Money. Like, people you worked with still got stuff coming out that you're not even talking about, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I think also, too, is like R&B and music in general now is so segmented. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Umi UMI is not like a famous doll. Her tour sold out though. Exactly. So people are famous that are only famous to a certain sect of people. Yeah, same with Raven Lene. We could not get to that show. At all. And how, I need to understand the situation with Steve Lacey because Bitch. who got a ticket? No, nah, for real. Like I'm trying to fight the bots at this point. Why can't I go? And I'm not paying $200 for general admission. Yeah, not at all. Not when I'm sure them tickets was probably $30. Them tickets was $30, $35 plus tax. And I know he's going to be playing with us and doing stupid stuff. So I'm also like, all right, I don't need to pay too much for this anyway. Because I sent you that video where he was like doing a hokey pokey on stage. Fuck that. But I really, his album is amazing. Like that's another name. Steve Lacey is a little bit more alternative because he has some like rock influence in him. But it's still R&B. Sunshine is an R&B song. Fouché is an R&B artist. Y'all don't know them girls? No. Like, it's way too many new people out. Jay Howell, Alex Vaughn, Destin Conrad, Kiana Lede, Shrita, Leoni Barbeau, Anais, Mariba, Aaron Ray, Michaela Janae, Ombre, Jamila Berry, Rum Gold, Audrey Nuna. Like, it's just so many. It's so many people. I'm sick of it. It's and this is my other thing. If R&B is big, how is it humanly possible that we have a podcast that if we wanted to, we could do every single week? Yeah. Yeah, it's always something to talk about. It's always a concert. It's always music that has come out. Like the muse with the news be news in. I be talking about the stuff that is happening now. And I also wanted to say something also about this whole segmented thing too and the, the tour thing too. R&B is very much alive because everybody is touring. Mm -hmm. Everybody is touring and selling out. The baby is not, but... The R&B girls are touring and selling out. Like, it is a fight to the death to get into some of these, kind. well, to all of these shows. Like, it's mm -hmm. not easy for you to get into these shows. So them. there are still people that love R&B as well. I think that's the other thing, too, who will be feeling like, oh, R&B has lost favor with the people. No, it has not. Not at all. I think that people just have their favorites. And like you said, there are people who might not be famous on a mainstream level, but to their fans, they are God. Like, I'm still, I was getting DMs about how I don't invite nobody nowhere from people very close to me because I was at that Alex Osley concert and my only rebuttal was, nigga, do you know how hard it was to get these tickets? They had to pooch Alex to a whole new venue because she oversold her initial venue. And <laughs> she's not on the radio, but my mom had to move to a larger venue because she's the, that much of that girl. Yeah, that much of that girl needs to be printed on me. <laughs> like that, everything that we say bi-weekly proves Diddy wrong. I thought that it was funny that so many people sided with us because there are a lot of people who just don't know, but it was good to see the Kenyon Dixons, the Sean Stockmans, the Chris Browns pop out and be like, fuck is you talking about? I want Sean Stockman on the cast so bad. Sean Stockman needs to come and sing in my face, first of all, and then we can talk to him. <laughs> and then. Like, because he got something to say every time something like this happens on the internet. And he don't be wrong. He don't. He don't. He comes from a specific place of thought each time, but I respect it. And I do think that he has valid points all the time. Do. But he, he has like a 
boys to men nuance about the place he he's arguing from, if that makes sense. And I also love that um, the old heads got in it too, like Tank and 112 and all of them, all those different members were just talking about like, yo, there are people out here that can sing. R&B is never going to die. Like, Maybe that's part of it. Black people come from a specific place with vocals. So it took a long time for the girls to give Janae her credit from a singing perspective. People probably don't know much about Alex Isley because of she's not singing like Fantasia, but I personally don't think that you have to sing any specific way in order to make good music. No. I've, I've never been under the impression or like the gaze of that, but maybe that's part of it. Like since the people not out here hooping and hollering like Kiki Wyatt every time they come out or because Brandy kind of changed the face of vocals and vocal stacking, maybe people older just don't understand, but that's also weird because then you have artists like Ari Lennox who get looked over and she don't do nothing but yell. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it was just like, which one is it? What is the truth? I can't even help y'all with y'all side of the argument because I'm just like, mm, but then like, there's always a but. It's always a but. <laughs> I know you about to say that. Please block me. <laughs> it always is a but though, I get it. See? Yeah, I mean, we could literally go on for days and days and days about why he was wrong, but y'all know what we give. Y'all know what we give. Mm -hmm. And so I just like, I mean, I guess to like wrap it up, I just want to say like, I really appreciate all the people that listen to us, that follow us on social media, that engage with us because Absolutely. in times that people are trying to say our favorite genre, they trying to kill our favorite bitch. It's people <laughs> like y'all who continue to validate that R&B is alive, R&B is well, R&B is doing good. Like I was in the shower today um, listening to like uh, Apple Music did like a My Best of 2022 so far. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, this has been a crazy year for R&B. And mm -hmm. I just, you know, just love being in community with all of y'all that love the music that we love and love music like we love music. Mm -hmm. It's really like encouraging to see that it's not for naught, right? Like we not just doing mm -hmm. it for no reason, just to hear each other talk. I talk to Stephanie all day anyway. So like, it ain't for us. It's giving get off the phone, everybody. <laughs> so I'm just glad to see that it is um, resonating with the children. And like, if you think about it, the whole pandemic, cause like, let's not forget, we are still in a global pandemic, y'all. It's just not quarantine no more. The whole pandemic has been music, 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 music. We was Nothing just but. talking about Chloe and Holly tearing the concrete up on the tennis court not that long ago. Right. Like, music has been out. JoJo came out with three albums. Like, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what is given. Technically, Beyonce has given us two projects. You get what I'm saying? Like, Because Black is what? King. Huh. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the people be talking about. Nothing. I live in a place of I don't know what y'all talking about. Ain't talking about nothing. Ain't any old business. Ain't any old business. Hit. Well, we love y'all. We do. Keep talking to us online. We're going to keep posting for y'all. We have several concert threads that I need to buckle down and just lay out. But I'll be, I'll be busy. <laughs> 
we don't be nothing we don't do nothing but bs shows like i haven't even given y'all my content on twitter y'all just gotta catch it in real time on the stories or in our reels mm-hmm. but um concert season feels like it's coming to a close but um you never know because New music is steady coming out. The girls got nothing else to do. Tink is threatening the tour. We'll be there. Oh, we'll be there. Never seen her live. Can't wait to yell. Yeah, so it's going to be a time of the Lord. Yeah. Much more to come in music and from us. Love that. Bye, y'all. A show. Wow. Ain't that. That was a great show. Don't you forget, babe, you got the right.